1: Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Peristyle Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Abraham, and we are joined today by super guru of the recruiting world, Lanny Julius. He knows all about USC recruiting and scouting. We're going to talk to Lanny Julius today in this very special edition of the Peristyle Podcast, a Trojan Blast Peristyle Podcast with Lanny Julius. Lanny's here, right here in the studio. What's up, Lanny? How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Happy to be here.
1: Well, thanks for coming, Lanny. And if you want to check them out, you can go to LannyJulius.com or follow them on Twitter at LannyJulius. You spell that L-A-N-N-I-E-J-U-L-I-A-S. You can go to LannyJulius.com or follow him on Twitter, LannyJulius, so Lanny Lanny now at LannyJulius on Twitter. I can't believe you got a, a Twitter account now, Lanny. Yeah, I'm getting modern. <laughs> modern, modern it all up. That's okay. Um, well, we wanted to talk, we've we got a lot of email requests and people on Twitter saying when's Lanny going to be on the podcast, the signing day was a few weeks ago, actually last month, it was almost a month ago, they want to know what Lanny thinks about this crop of USC Trojans coming in, the first sanctioned year of scholarship players coming in for, for the uh, excuse me, for the recruiting class, so we want to get your thoughts on that, but also some of the other thoughts about some of the guys that you talked about before, know, maybe we can kind of get started with that before we get into the recruiting class.
2: Okay, fine. I uh, remember a lot of things are written on uh, Ryan's network and uh, about the players. I remember uh, four or five years ago uh, when he was a junior, actually mentioning McNeil, the running back. Uh, he was most most people sort of thought he'd be at the bottom of the end of the class, and for the first two years he struggled. But if you dip in, dip, uh, into what i had said about him that he he was just not another guy he's very very special so i was really happy to see him turn out the way he's playing and he's got a lot of Sundays ahead of him if he keeps going in football and a big addition and then you know i remember uh, when i talked about jeff schweiger that he just wasn't very good i remember i had some repercussions on that and and the fact that uh you know he couldn't take on a double team and He moved away and and, uh, went to San Jose, and that doesn't make you take on a double team. He uh, (laughs) ended up being moved to linebacker, and then uh, I I was never very high on Moody uh, after watching a lot of tape on him and actually in one of those games on TV from Texas, and he thought moving 3,000 miles to Florida would make him faster. It never does. And then some of the other guys I loved, and even though he's out of the NFL for this year, Ellison at the bottom of the line, he wasn't a high-end recruit. and I'm, If he gets straightened out, I think he'll be a great player. I've always mentioned Khalil. I always thought I, I rated him as a four-star, and, and, and look what's happened to him. He's a five-and-a-half star, and he's just a super guy and a super player. But I'll still maintain if he's going to be the best tackle ever in the NFL, which he might be someday, he'd still be the best guard ever because he's a guy that could actually have played all four inside positions and maybe even center. So I remember a lot of that. I, I remember having dinner with an SC guy the day, day before I wrote an SC recruiting story and told him uh, Antoine Perez was, was, a, was not a very good football player. And he said, well, what do you mean? I mean, he's all this and all that, and he's, uh, he, th- he'll be all this and gone. And, uh, and he was gone in a year. He just went to Maryland, where he ended up being a career backup as a linebacker. I always remember what I say, and I always submit to what I'm wrong with, and it's not much So, <laughs> in terms of recruiting. But I'd like to get on with this and bring up some of the guys right now on the team. You know, Lee, uh, you know, from Sarah. Marquis Lee. Lee Marquis yeah. Lee is as good a athlete as there is in all of football and maybe all the sports. And a lot of it's because, you know, the great basketball player in high school who really wanted to be a basketball uh player instead of a football player and was coached in the little league by George Farmer senior George Farmer junior's dad and would tell me about him for years and I coached George Farmer in college senior and you know Lee as it came out he just loves track and you know his track coaches feel that and I always felt even when he was a junior that he'd be a world-class track athlete track athlete in the triple jump or long jump if he just concentrated he concentrated concentrate on that he'd be a multi-millionaire some of the other guys that have developed, and I'm, I'm, you know, not not so fast. I'm looking forward to seeing Jason Pomey. I remember watching him high hurdle in three different games over would-be tackles moving up on the cornerback spot. Uh, you're going to see an athlete, and uh, word has it that he's going to be tried on both sides of the ball. And then some of the other guys that I'm looking forward to watch watch, uh, watch him play is uh, Blackwell, who's ha- had better-than-average speed, redshirted last year as a wide receiver, and then to see what Garness is all about. It would be a critical thing if he could be in that eight- or nine-man front uh, rotation on the offensive line or at least ready to play. You know, he redshirted last year. That's a critical thing. And, you know, there's three or four other guys in there that uh, of uh, Buck Allen, the greatest name ever right now, uh, it reminds me of uh, all the uh, there was a Buck Allen who was on old television and he was like a space cadet, like a real cadet driving rocket ships. So I'm dying to see this guy, and Venuko. And, so the spring's going to be exciting, and uh, you know maybe it's not exciting to a lot of fans getting eighty thousand people in the Coliseum. But I've always maintained that spring practice is sort of a waste of time. I think, and a lot of people don't agree with that. But my thought on that always is to play one extra, play, play, practice one extra week in the fall. Like the in the March thing, play one extra game, make a lot of money, so Nebraska and Alabama don't have to brag about ninety-two thousand people watching nothing.
1: <laughs> Very good stuff, Lanny. Uh, one before we jump into this uh, 2012 recruiting class, maybe get your thoughts on Dylan Baxter, who was just released by San Diego State. Uh, you know, obviously
2: it's only been there a few months and
1: didn't go so well for him
2: down there. Remember, I half ripped him last year. You know, on this in the same show, March 30 last year, and what a joke that was—the 1.8 million hits that people hit them on 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 the reverse run when the whole secondary of sc was nothing but a bunch of guys or walk-ons filling in so they wouldn't get a very thin secondary group of people injured and people kept talking about that did you see this did you see that it almost and and you know it's like this if if he it's almost like it's a drug of a sort just screwing up on this kind of deal He didn't go to class again. If you don't go to class in L.A., you ain't going to go to class in San Diego. If you don't work hard in L.A., you ain't going to work hard in San Francisco. It's the same old thing. And his level of competition in high school... Help make him a star, and then when he came out with a statement a year ago that you know you've got to see all my moves, you haven't seen my moves yet, now, it's almost an insult to the rest of the football team. Their moves, it's an old game, one hundred and forty-seven years old, and why does he have to invent something about doing the twist and the chubby checker dancing in the backfield? So I'm glad he's gone, and uh, you know, but don't forget, you know what happens in recruiting. It's it's like this. Always remember the names and not knocking the guys, but just things don't work out because of numbers. Luther Brown, Whitney Lewis, Jeff Schweiger, Antoine Perez, all these guys were poster boys on the USA Today All American football team, but then you got one year Rivers and Byers, great guys, great Trojans, great NFL players. So, you know, I have two out of three make it when they're elite and one out of three Just uh, disappear. I remember reading an Athlon thing. Do you know that of the top 67 guys on Athlon Athlon magazine of three or four years ago, the top 67 recruits, 26 have been incarcerated. And I don't mean in the locker room. And it's just amazing what happens in life in our day-to-day. Yeah,
1: it's a a different world out there now. So the kids have a a lot of different levels they can succeed on, but also fail. So you you, you root for them and you want to see the best, but obviously it hasn't worked out that way For Dylan Baxter, but let's uh, let's jump into the list. And I think we're gonna go. We'll go in reverse order. How you you do your rankings, and you have like between two and a five plus stars. And I guess we'll start off with uh, the offensive lineman from uh, Santa Monica, Chad Wheeler.
2: I'll start off, and before that, I'm gonna spend a few minutes telling uh, the audience how I evaluate players. Okay, good. The number one thing, and then I'll go to Wheeler. uh, The number one thing I look for always is speed. One and level of competition. Two. It doesn't matter. Uh, how well you know your playbook, or how big a "quote unquote" heart you have, you gotta have speed for the position, and you gotta be graded, or as best one can, on the level of competition. Number two, you know, uh, a colloquialism that I hate in football recruiting is when a coach says we filled our needs. First of all, the great programs never fill your need because the better they are, the earlier they go, and you gotta keep filling up every need. You never have enough. Rodriguez made a little bit of a statement. The new coach at uh, Arizona, I guess, and, and he made a statement after recruiting, we filled some of our needs. And and that was sort of, that really got me, because he's right, you never fill your needs. I remember Carl Durrell of UCLA standing up and uh, saying, well, we filled our needs, and what he had, to, he needed to get out of town like Neuhausen did. But anyway, so, you know, the need word only means, and I wrote this out to make sure I say it right, because I have thought about this a lot and always used it. You, a need is your worth to the team's need. For instance, like when Khalil goes, and possibly next year, Graf. When they go, who replaces them? A great player, but don't forget, Khalil is in his fourth year, and he and he goes to the NFL. Graf now enters his fourth year, and hopefully he stays five. Who would fill that tandem of of the two eleven USC offensive line? Any one of the guys that they're being recruited? Any one of the redshirt freshmen? any one of the two freshmen that played. But it took Khalil and Graf two or three years, about two and a half for Khalil and three because of the nagging injuries for Graf to be great players. And I think Graf's a great player. I had said about him, I remember that a year before his line coach said in the newspaper on one of these reports that he was the best technical lineman I've ever seen. So moving on to another thing. Now, uh, you know, when you're talking about football players, is a thing I hate to say when you evaluate a wide receiver DB or a running back when somebody says, well, he doesn't block very well. Well, come on. We're all in high school or all in a conference or in a school with a great player. I mean, you only got three or four coaches out there. Maybe in West Texas or the Inland Empire in California or Central California in the Clovis area where they pay coaches $100,000 to be assistants. Maybe you can teach a guy blocking. But you don't want to get that guy hurt. And so he, the blocking will come. So I never grade on blocking. I use the word will, willing. J- just go get your body in front of somebody, uh, give it up for the team to uh, die for a loose ball on the ground. So I have a grade for that. Now, the way I grade is I take uh, a, a player and look at him, and, and then I have, for instance, wide receivers have 13 venues within a wide receivers evaluation program. So I take those and I, I go from uh, zero to five, and I grade a guy like that. And zero to five is five being the best. And then there's a, a, what I call a sport point, meaning if the guy's incredible what he does, that can go for the highest shot I can get to is five point one. Well, five is perfect, but a five point one is five point one zero is the highest rating and a few of the Trojans I have rated for in this recruiting class because they're just above and beyond what they do on a football field. Just they're super elite. So, for instance, uh, in grading a guy a 5, I might move him to a 5-1 and give him one-tenth of an extra point for, say, a guy, an offensive lineman blocks well on the first level, and then the second level, and instead of just being happy that he did a hell of a job, then he goes and looks to see if he can pick up and help the bat get downfield. So with all that said, I'm going to get into my evaluation of this year's 2012 USC football recruiting class. Wheeler is a guy that's probably the biggest mystic to me because there was hardly any film or tape. I talked to three or four coaches, and I'm very close to two of the coaches in Santa Monica, that Santa Monica City College. And, you know, being local, they saw him play a lot. All I know is God heard his senior year. He's one of the few guys I don't know much about that... A great student, very good feet, a very good athlete for the position. When I know nothing about the actual playing of the player, and I hear good things, I just say a 2.0. In, 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 in time, you know, a couple of years from now, I'll be able to get a better evaluation like anybody will. Then I move up. So he's a 2.0, but that doesn't mean he's bad. It's just that that's the starting point for evaluation.
1: Okay, and then uh, I guess we'll, put, we'll go to the next guy you have, Rated. Was Devontae Wilson. Uh, so he's really, he came from the other recruiting class with that gray
2: shirt. And, and bottom line, though, your recruiting, uh, he was in the other recruiting class, so evaluated him last year, and he gave him a 3.0, and he stayed, he took the test, he enrolled in, over and over, finally got qualified for USC, which isn't easy nowadays, and and uh, he came into school. But your, your recruiting class and signing class is one thing. I always make this term, your clock class c-l-o-c-k when you enroll then it's five to get four five to get uh, four to get three three to get two in terms of eligibility so he's clock he's a tough guy he's a hard worker was dying to be a trojan he took that test he could have got into other schools i think and he's a great guy and really needed especially for this spring ball who's going to work hard and play it probably a defensive tackle uh, I don't see him as a nose tackle, but he probably learned with Coach L. He probably learned both places. So that's a good. A good. He's dying to be a, an SC player. He was highly rated out of high school. And a three is a good score. A three is a good score. And that, that means you have a good potential ahead of you. A three five is better. A four is better. A four one is better than a four. And I'll get onto that as we go along.
1: Okay. Uh, next up is the transfer from Florida, who is a local Southern California kid. Uh, Josh Shaw, he's wearing number 26 out there. We've seen him in these off season workouts. looks like a really, he's playing corner landing. He looks really big, like a great size kid.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, the amazing thing about the great trivia question is he threw for twenty eight hundred yards as a quarterback in high school one season. That's an amazing stat. A lot of people don't know that. Um, that might be a guy that might end up in a wildcat situation once in a while. as a surprised by Kiffin and his staff. Uh, you know, he's not real fast. He, uh, If he played the corner, he'd have to play a boundary corner. But he's also the insurance. I think he'll end up at safety because after this year, Wright's two to get two. Bowman's two to get two starting this year. So going into the 213 season, you have two 50-year guys in Wright and Bowman. The only other guy you, you would have out there is possibly Shelton, who can play the corner and safety. Usually safeties can't play corner. A lot of corners can't play safety if they're tall enough. So... Shaws, you know, he does some amazing things athletically. Uh, you know, he had some problems, not bad problems, but actual football problems. You know, he had a couple years where he was beat up a little bit, missed a year, played one game the other year. So when he goes in, if he has to, I don't know if he's been cleared to play yet. There's three to get three or three to get two. He hasn't been cleared by the NCAA. Because yeah, he's, the he's, he's petitioning to yeah, try and get the hardship or whatever. So whatever yeah. it is, I see him ending up as a safety, especially the Trojans need for safeties, uh, in, for safeties in, uh, at both positions after this season, and with a fifteen limit, and then possibly able to bring in eighteen or something, you know they can't go give five safeties or four safeties. They got to maybe offer one more true safety, and maybe work Sean there eventual. Okay, uh, uh, I next, like him in his grade. I graded him as a three one five.
1: Three one five. Okay. Next up on your list, we're going from lowest to highest grades in this recruiting class is uh, out of Mission Viejo, Jalil Pinner who's coming in most likely at a fullback. I got to see him a couple times out there, Lanny. What did you think of him?
2: I've seen him play a lot, uh, uh, all those Orange County TV games, and actually saw him in person as a junior. Yeah, he he's a very good football player. Um, he's sort of round. His face is round. His body's not round fat. He's just broad. And It's a great description. He is kind of round. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> kind of round, yeah. And, and, and uh, he runs hard. I mean, I think he's a lot better runner than... With the ball in his hands, he can pack it pretty well, and he can he can take those three yarders and drive him in eight. Obviously, he's a good blocker. Seen him do that, and I don't bring up blocking much, but that was one of his functions stopped to him in a very good football staff in high school. He can catch the ball. And he's a really good get, especially with the need of both uh, backfield positions behind the quarterback if there is two backs at one time on the field, or even one, the depth thing. But he's going to play right now, I think, because you know the lack of numbers. And, and the fact, even though he is a true freshman, he, he's very mature for a true freshman as far as football goes, though. So I look for him, and I, I gave him a very decent grade. Um, I graded him as a 3.54, and that comes out to a 3+. And always a 3+, plus, like three uh, anything from 5.0 to .99, you, you have a plus after it. I mean, you're really close to being a really good player. He will be a really good player in a year or two. I like him a lot.
1: All right. All um... right. Let's go to next one. He was the, the, the last-second the switch uh, at Inglewood High School. Davion Shelton, uh, the defensive back there. What do, what do you think about Shelton? Well,
2: Davion? Shelton's a 3-plus, and I, I had the score 3.86. And remember, 50 to .99 is a plus. And that's a guy that's really close to being really good. When he starts nailing time, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I believe they might be able to afford a redshirt here if there's not a serious injury because of all the corners – and I, I, I don't think that SC would want to waste a year by just having him play 25 or 30 plays in in in, in, in against the Washington State if we're beating them real bad or something like that. Uh, he's really athletic. He's fast. He's a legit four or five. Uh, I could never find a track and field time on him, so he's at least a legit four or five. He's got length. He's got great feet. And he can cover, but he's also one of those few guys that can play both safety, not strong, but free and both corners. And will probably be a heck and probably will be a heck of a boundary or field corner eventually. And I look for him if there's no injuries early, like with Roby and Harris and Brown and all those guys, possibly corner and Seymour coming in. I I think that he might be a redshirt, but he's going to be a good player, and my grade was really high on him, and he's three plus, and I rated him a three point eight six.
1: Can you uh, you've mentioned this a couple of different times? Different types of corners, maybe you know the boundary corner. Can you describe what the differences are there?
2: Yeah, the boundary corner is usually a shorter guy with not the longer legs and he's not a sprinter type even though he might be a fast track guy but not as fast as the field corner the, the, the field corner is the two thirds of the field usually open away from the tight side of the field meaning the three stripes the one in the middle one to anybody's left and anybody's right and say the ball's on the right and you're looking you're looking towards the peristyle style end of the coliseum um, you know it it, it the boundary corner would be facing you from his left the tight side of the field that's what it is the field corner is the guy is usually the high jumper with a sprinter a 400 meter guy the long jumper or the basketball dunker with good feet and 4-4-5 four, four, speed boundary corners can run four five five uh, and 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 still be highly effective there's an army of them in the nfl and they're usually an older corner, usually in the NFL, they get moved over there because of all the hits. You know, the guy in his seventh year, they, they get away from being the field corner and move to the tight side because they don't have that much of the field to cover, only behind them and always 20 to 25 feet less on the quick outs and those kind of things.
1: Okay, uh, let's move up the list. The next one is a uh, J.C. defensive lineman, Morgan Breslin, really interesting recruiting story from him when UCLA hired Jim Mora Jr. And there was a lot of talk about UCLA taking back recruiting and all this recruiting momentum and kind of behind the scenes, Morgan Breslin had a a ninja type stealth official visit to USC and switched his commitment. And then a day or two later ended up signing with USC as an early enrollee there. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Morgan Breslin?
2: Uh, he's like a, you set his high, uh, his hair on fire. And then you set his chest on fire and his knees on fire. It's unbelievable. The motor's incredible. You know, I, I used to live in the area when I was with Oakland up up, up north um, professional. And, and he, he just uh, he just plays with a high motor. Uh, I actually think that he'd be an outstanding middle backer. If SC doesn't come up with one that's dominating, uh, which they haven't yet. They got guys playing there. But that guy would be the guy because he has no fear of taking on a double team. He doesn't let the pile push him. He pushes the pile. He runs. He's active. He gets up off the ground and makes plays when he's blocked down. He, he, he creates havoc. Um, he's There's three havoc guys in this recruiting class, and he's the first one that I'll mention, that they get in the backfield and just create, I mean literally create havoc. He can play uh, the weak side in, and, and I look for him to be a hybrid type player. They will find places for... There's two people on this roster, actually three on the USC roster next season that could be hybrid players on defense, and he would be one of the three. He runs, he's legitimate four or five, and uh, he never stops. He'll get a lot of sacks, but then again, it's level competition, even though his league was the third best junior college league, community college league in the nation last year. Still level of competition, but different than – other guys who get through in pass rush, he'll attempt to go through the left tackle or right tackle. He can get through those guys, not just with his feet. He's got probably natural strength. He's really good, a forward lean guy, quick hands, picks balls off and drop off. He can I mean he's just a football player. And that's all I can say. I rate him very high. I gave him um, a four 0? Yeah, I know four point one seven. Oh I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, four point one seven. And that's a heck of a great for junior college transfer. And he's a four because he didn't hit the fifty to ninety-nine slot. But I bet you this time next year, I have a gut feeling that he'll be a five in his last year. He's three to get two, and they're gonna get him on the field. And I would like to see them actually, if they don't have great performances in at the middle backer, I'd like to see him at middle backer. That's how good he is. I mean he's like Pullard, he's the only other guy in that football team. That can play linebacker, I think, right now, that can stick his head between the tackles in the middle and make unbelievable plays. So I said that about Pollard two years ago on the same recruiting story that I'm doing tonight on the recruiting service two years ago. And look what's happening in the redshirt, and my wishes came true. I remember asking Pillar, was it, uh, Ryan asked me, what do you think, what number do you give Pollard?" And I said a seven. Right now, I really want to give Breslin a six. He's that good.
1: Ah, wow, okay. Well, from one JC player to another moving up the... Uh... The latter. Gerald Bowman uh, out of Pierce College, who was trying to sign early, wanted to get in early, did not. So he'll be arriving this summer and and be with the team in the fall. He's been out there for a few of the off-season workouts, though, coming in. He's really excited about being a USC Trojan.
2: What do you think about Gerald Uh, Bowman? He's from Philadelphia. He's two to get two, double transfer type guy. And uh, he's an insatiable hitter with good coverage skills. He's the other strong safety. I was trying to remember five minutes ago and talked about, like, you know, uh, playing, you've got to create depth especially with so many guys going from the secondary, I believe, 60 this year he's tough, he can cover I mean, you'll, you're going to see him when he's on the field knock a bunch of uh, tight ends coming across the middle on their ass no other way to say it, bootiest mix must will be better and then he uh, can cover the out he can run deep, he's legit 4-5-1, four, 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 type guy, he plays with a motor he's a lot like Breslin a lot of people thought those two guys were the two best in the country. Whether they are or not, they're sure two of the very elite four or five J.C. guys in the country. Bowman is a big-time get as as the same thing with Breslin. I rate him a little higher because I saw him playing person a lot at Pierce Junior College. I saw him against Valley. I saw him against Canyons. I, uh, you know, I go to those games. They're easy. I love to do that. I go to my old high school buddies from actually 55, 58 years ago. We go to football games on Friday night, and we hit the J.C. games sometime. So I I know a lot about Bowman, big-time player, and I gave him the score, 4.24, and he's a four, but like Breslin, he'll be a five early next season. I mean, if he doesn't get hurt, naturally, that's always uh, what what you don't want to see, but he's a big-time player.
1: Okay, uh, let's move up. We're going to a high school player now, Nelson Aguilar. This is a guy that rivals, ranks as a a five-star kid, and you have him as a four. I think other, I'm not sure what the other services kind of, uh, ranked right, Nelson Aguilar, but a kid out of Florida. looks like he could play wide receiver or running back. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, that?
2: we rated him, um, myself, and uh, I rated him as one of the top receivers in the country. Um, he's really high up in the list. He can do everything you need from a wide receiver. And, you know, he's a fly sweep guy in football, and you can run yourself to death and into losses like Oregon State did with the other Rodgers guy. Everybody expected a fly sweep effort. Jaquez ran it for years and ended up being a minus for them at Oregon State, but they'll run some fly sweeps with him. They'll put him a tailback a few times. I would imagine he'll pop some. He can run. He can catch. He's got magic. Uh, he go. I mean, he, he's got a great vertical when the ball's in the air. He just he has magic. He has magic, and and uh, he just comes up with plays you shouldn't make. He's got great hands. He's a soft-handed catcher. Runs precise uh, routes. He comes from a a heck of a good football area all the level competition is really tough there so when you succeed in the area the region that he's in you're really good not just because it's florida because even florida has some regions that aren't very powerful in football you know smaller schools and things like that with just a few good athletes but he's a he's he's got magic he's a game breaker he's the type of guy you want to punt back he's the type of guy that that, uh, you know, when four people go up to the ball and it's tipped in the air and it looks like it's going to hit the ground, then he'll recover, pick it off in the air, and go 30 after it was originally thrown to him. Big time player, probably a heck of a kickoff return guy on the college level, also. Big time, it's a big time player, national player.
1: And you have him as a 4.4. four point 4, four,
2: four, three, eight. Yeah. Or 4.46, it looks like. Uh, four oh, point no, three, I'm sorry, three, 4.38. Yeah, 4.38. So he's a four. He's one of those guys who will work his way up the ch- uh, charts. And I look for him to get, because of his athleticism, not a red shirt here, some playing time this year. Uh, and I think maybe he might, you know, break into the, the fourth or fifth spot in the rotation if injuries occur. But I think they'll get him on the field. I just have that feeling. He's too good. I've always said the farther, the away, the farther away, meaning where they're from, the farther away, the sooner they should play that's a way of not you don't want them to get homesick. sick that that
1: happened with Brian Cushing I think at Pete Carroll a lot
2: lot of guys it happens you know and and, uh, uh, I always remember when I was recruiting and coordinated a lot of colleges the first thing I did is always go to make a deal with one of the co-eds, say, why don't you take this guy out, make him cake, uh, take him <laughs> to a movie, and here's money. <laughs> I would give him money to make him feel at home, you know, that type of thing. i got to do other things too. But anyway, I'll get on we'll, to, We probably uh, won't get into that. Guy, the next guy. But, but yeah, Aguilar, 438, is a four for sure. And um, ready for the next guy. Okay. Uh, so we're going to stick with
1: Uh, wide receivers let's go to a local kid uh, from Carson High School Darius Rogers I got to see a whole lot of his games Uh, what do you you think Uh, about? I saw a
2: whole lot of his games too like three years worth Uh, he's a magic guy even more magic than Aguilar he's a guy you know very similar in the recruiting cycle this year in the west great receivers on the west coast probably the best year in 25 years This is incredible. There was three guys that stood out to me in terms of what they can do. I'm just talking about California, Oregon, and Washington. One was Lawler. One was Jordan Payton, who would be third. Lawler first. And tied for first with Rodgers. Those two guys had so much magic going in there. And separation when they run after the catch. They just, they're like Anthony Carter. Uh, Rodgers is a guy that can just separate, make the big plays, you know, he can go and trap it and catch the ball. He's a fierce competitor. He'll learn to be a heck of a blocker. I mean, he's a willing blocker now. Remember, I used the word willing on skill position players. It's guys who will go for fumbles, team guys, guys who, when they have to crack down on a linebacker, be smart enough not to chop him and get a 15-yard penalty. He's a football player, big time. You know, sort of a legend in, in the South Bay. And so I gave him one heck of a rating, four four six, and he's a 4 Four, four, six, very high rating. You know, those fours, a lot of guys who I've called fours in the last 30, 40 years have played in the NFL. All
1: right. Uh, It's it's interesting with Rodgers and the next guy on our list, uh, Jalen Cope Fitzpatrick. Both guys, the first time I saw him, first time I saw Darius Rodgers was at like this off-season workout thing. Didn't show up for the first half, was lazy, didn't do anything. And I was like, this kid isn't very good. then every other time after that, I saw him. He was certainly good. I mean, he looked special at oh, times, shit. the way he could go. And the same thing with Jalen Cope Fitzpatrick. He's our next guy, uh, the tight end, the USC tight end from this class. The first time we saw him, I think it was a two-day event at this camp. He dropped every ball that came his way. We, we couldn't even get, like, highlight footage of him. because. But then after, like, the middle of the second day, he started making great catches. And every time I've seen him since then, it was good. But it was just funny that some of these guys – You can't just judge by, you know, seeing a guy one time. He could have a bad
2: day. Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, Rodgers, every time I think of Rodgers and Fitzpatrick, I think of two guys leaping high in the end zone, ready to land on their back, catching a ball. All receivers drop balls. Woods, Jerry Rice, Marquise Lee. I mean, all the guys, stalworth the old guys, Lynn, Swan, I mean, everybody drops balls. I mean, you, that's why they're receivers. I mean, there's Gordon Gold, and that's why they make golden retrievers, to go get the balls. You know, I mean, it's just uh, there's receivers and retrievers. And, you know, how you learn to receive and catch the balls when you drop the ball, that old drill, you have to go another 100 feet and get the ball, and they become better receivers. Some guys just fall into it, and they're just naturals. Um, uh Rogers is a natural and then on to the other guy, Fitzpatrick. He's such a versatile natural. Um, I graded Fitzpatrick 4-5-1, which he's a four plus. I was telling somebody in the car today, a friend a very, very close friend of mine, that you know they're gonna have to find if they redshirt that guy, they gotta find a place to put him on the field. Now you've got the three receivers and Thomas, Telford, and Grimble coming back for three more years with three years of eligibility. You got Paul Mee, who who I think will be great who redshirted last year and such a great athlete that he'll be on the field somewhere this year, you got to get Fitzpatrick, Cope Fitzpatrick on the field. I mean, maybe not this year. You can get away with the redshirt thing because that guy's so good, whether it's when you play too tight or something. He's got to be a minutes-and-play player because he's that good. He, he's a blocker. He's physical. He seems to have great football instincts. And, uh, you know, and, and of course, you know, some guys just have different um, – Social calendars in regards to the footballers. I mean, some guys are loosey loosey, other guys are uptight. But, um, they, they are all Nick Holtz now, you know, looking like that on the sideline. But uh, I mean, intense guys, and <laughs> some guys aren't intense. That doesn't make you uh, uh, at least a, a lesser football player because you yourself, Ryan, said that you watched them and then it was amazing. I like the same guy. They all go through that. I remember that Vince Carter came out, I mean, Anthony Carter from Michigan, who's an all timer in the NFL. One came out playing soccer right before a football game in the locker room. He's batting ahead head. Like, he was a soccer player also out of Florida. And I said, what the hell is this guy doing? He went out and caught 11 balls for 211 yards and four touchdowns, you know, and uh, didn't even catch a pass in the warm-ups. So <laughs> you never know. A different breed like the offensive lineman. Certainly.
1: Uh, well, I wanted to touch on uh, Junior Palme a little bit because we did get to gotcha. catch up with him on Tuesday, and he told us that. Yeah, the coaches want to put him in at some defensive end packages. He's weighing 252 right now. He definitely put on 20 pounds or so from last year, his retro year. But he said he got up to almost 270 pounds at one point. And a lot of times when you're talking about a tight end, once they start getting up above a certain weight, then you're talking about an offensive tackle. Is it interesting that they would mention him as a defensive end as opposed to an offensive tackle and maybe describe why that would be.
2: Well, he, he played a lot of defense in high school, and he actually played corner and hand on the ground. He was all over the place, you know, in that great area. He's in the Inland Empire that day. And the amazing thing about him is that he's just a great athlete. He's probably one of those guys who, you know, he usually he came in, I think, at 222 to 225 at SC, but he's one of those guys that could literally – play all over the place he's a guy i see might fool a lot of people uh, not that they don't think he might be real good but early you know when you talk about breslin and him being on the possible field at the same time in various packages i don't know if the tampa two calls for what they can do but i think they'll 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 found a way to play breslin and or and for me at times because even at 260 i think that guy would be a ferocious uh Playmaker on defense. Uh, one of those habit creators. Remember I mentioned earlier that Breslin was one. And Pomey is the other one in that program. And then I'll mention the third guy because he's still in the list of recruits. And But Pomey, it's amazing. Uh, now, if he looks... You know, fat at 265 with a gut and beer belly. And naturally, <laughs> that's not right. But I could see him playing at 255, 260. I could see him. You know, I always thought, that, and a lot of people recruiting him out of high school thought he'd be a big time tailback, certainly in the pro offense. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, he'd got great feet. Remember, on some of his games last year, he's the guy on National TV in one of those games two years ago in high school that he hurdled the guy. And he was three feet, two inches off the ground wow. running with the ball, hurdled the guy. And he went 21 feet in a the guy in a football suit. Pretty impressive. His coaches wrote in the Riverside <laughs> Press newspaper that they marked it on the field where he took off and salt and tape. was their home game. And I thought, that guy jumped 20 feet when I saw him at the game. So, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's a big guy from the future of SC, I think. Maybe not this year immediately because he's got four years to get four years now. He's a player.
1: Okay. So, uh, Cope Fitzpatrick was the first yeah. four plus. Yeah. So let's yeah. move on to, uh, Zach Banner. Someone yeah. I got Zach to see. Banner
2: is, you know, naturally, uh, everybody who's a Trojan follower and lover and fan. Yeah. He's a household name. Zach Banner is, uh, a guy that I'll tell you how I end up seeing him in a, in a, in a couple years as the strong side or right tackle. And, uh, you know, he's heavy-legged, but he's really good athletically. Uh, you know, one thing that he does, uh, he mauls people. Now, some people have said to him, actually in magazines and recruiting services and, and vocal comments, that, yeah, but he's got to get his pad level down. Let me, let, let me explain that. They're nuts. He's 6'8 and 3'4 at the worst, maybe 6'9. How do you get a pad level down? when I mean, the average guy is playing about is against is between 5'11 and a half. And six one. It's like a man taking out a woman. If she's seven feet and you're three feet eight, that's beautiful. She's beautiful. I mean, <laughs> don't change it. He'll get down when he faces a six seven, two hundred and sixty two pound. I could see Banner against a guy named Clinker, who's going to Oregon. Uh, um, uh, Cl- Cl- Clementi, uh, six seven, or D- or Debrucker from Puna, who's going to Oregon. Um, uh, He's six seven, I, and then you watch the pad level. It'll be there. I mean, I mean, and when, when you're six nine and three hundred and thirty pounds and have great feet and you're nimble, people look. What do you want? He's got it all. He's intelligence he's from a great family. He's got football genes in him, big time football genes. And he, a lot of people have seen him as a left tackle. You know, when he kicks that right leg out or left leg out, there's something about him that makes me think that he's a tight side. I mean, he's a strong side lineman not not a not a field tackle and i'll give you another reason why in a minute a few minutes why i see him playing on the right side with the strong side now he'd probably in some programs be their left tackle i think he's a right tackle made he 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 he, he can slide and pass protection i mean he's smart enough to, i mean he can reach block he can stop trap uh traps whether it's a short trap or, or a long trap with his body length and his strong arms and fast arms and hands He can get down when he has to. He can engulf you. He eats you up at times. Um, When he gets on you, he clings to you. He's hard to get on. A lot of people, even with hands, even, you know, some of the good high school linemen, Washington's a hell of a football state now, especially in level competition that he plays in. You know, 6'5", 260 defensive linemen, division one recruits, he plays against them all the time. He mauls them. I mean, he locks on when he's on. He doesn't fall off. The only thing I would say about him, and this will come with level competition, that a lot of people said he doesn't finish enough. Well, how much can you... He goes to the first level, the second level, he makes blocks all over the field. He recovers fumbles. He's a hell of a pass protector. He might have a little problem bending at the waist, even though he's a basketball player, but who doesn't when you're young and at that size? I mean, um, I'm old, and I'm half that size. (laughs) I started having... I can remember things when I was 30, let alone 70. And but I can remember a lot when I stopped to, to you wonderful people out there. But Benner, just wonderful. I got him at I believe a five four point five four, four plus, and he's just going to get better and better. You know I had Khalil at four point one, and look what happened to him. I was you know he got he was a four point one for two years and a month, and now he's <laughs> seven point five. But yeah, he's a big time. He's my first. He's my first guy. And the list right under the fives. So he'll be a five eventually. I look for him. One of those three linemen in the offense are going to play this year, I think. the other, Everybody else, Wheeler and the other two guys will redshirt. Banner, I don't know. They might have to get him on the field if they get an injury. And by the second half of the season, he might really be good if he plays a strong side. I just don't see him playing... Left tackle, even though he'd probably be a heck of a left tackle and an immediate right tackle in most schools. SC's got, SC's SC. They can afford to put guys now, even with the 75 penalty, 75 scholarship limitation on the field where they want to position other than the backfield and receiver thing, which is really good because that's the two positions i got to follow. Offensive line's always the key to everything. I'm guaranteed this before I go on to the next person that if there are five great offensive linemen nationally, they want to come to SC next year. Regardless if they only get 17 scholarships, SC will give five guys offensive line scholarships. No matter what anybody says, what newspaper writer says, they're only going to take two or three. Same thing with the running back. If they only have two running backs and they get both of them, Kiffin will take a third. That's what they need. That's what they need immediate help at. If they need need, the word need, need Banner to play, or well, one of those three linemen, they'll play. Okay.
1: All right, well, let's move on to one of those other offensive linemen. Uh, Crespi High School, Jordan Simmons. Like you said, uh, Zach Banner was the last four-plus guy. Now everyone else is a five or above.
2: Yeah, uh, Simmons is just – this group of uh, SC players, I mean, I'm not knocking – the other groups, there were so many wonderful people in those groups, uh, like Zach Heber and the guys like that, uh, Hancock. Uh, but so many wonderful people uh, – Barkley, who's there now, all those guys now on the line, Khalil. But this this group of people sort of remind me this freshman recruiting class of, and and the two JUCO kids, of just guys that will be great Trojans on the field and off, and and is Simmons just a great kid. You know, I saw him play as a sophomore at Dorsey, my high school. By the way, they're in the final four at the city championship in basketball also this week. I thought I filled that in, but anyway, uh, he he is just a great kid. Coaches love him at Dorsey. Coaches love him at Crespi, and he's just got what he does is he slide blocks as good as any young guy I've ever seen. That includes all the other great SC linemen: Khalil, Graf. Uh, I mean, right now, uh, when he zone blocks, he goes you know just like when you in a real estate area and go from zone two to zone three. He goes from zone to zone, head on the swivel, guarding the inside, looking outside, moving the feet, moving the hands. He moves like he's six four and two ten when he goes sideways. He locks on you. He's just a tough, tough dude. He's got not great, but good knee bend and waist bend and pass protection. It'll get better and better and better. And you know he's just like a football big puppy. He's just a sweetheart of a guy, and and then he's vicious on the football field. He's the guy though that. You know, people make a mistake when they say, well, he's got to learn how to finish. Again, it's like Banner. Well, what do you mean learn how to finish? you just knock three guys on their ass, and just at levels one or two. And then you're upfield running. I, I never understand that. Like Banner, he's going to be a, a great football player, a great Trojan. I, I see him really as a guard because of what he can do to that position. Just like you need a left tackle, I don't think there could ever be a better guard years around Los Angeles and now you're talking about Rochelle and all those guards that have been great Trojans and doing well in the NFL. This guy has got those qualities to be a great, great, great college football player and then a pro. He And he's got the demeanor because he's got a great background in him because he's so soft and wonderful and he, he answers questions well and you know he, he, made, he broke a lot of hearts when he committed to SC as early as it did and I love him he stayed with his commitment, so he's a man of honor young man of honor. All right. Uh, let's. Move I grade on. him as a five zero and a five. A five zero and a five. Okay. Uh, let's go to Leonard Williams
1: out of Daytona Beach.
2: He's Breslin's, Florida. He's Breslin's first cousin and lighting your hair on fire. He plays with a passion that's incredible. I know he was in the SC football camp. He just loves to play football forward lean gets after the quarterback makes a he redirects he's got phenomenal change of direction almost like a running back he's this big old guy that just you can tell is going to be so coachable you know got the florida thing going with coach o and all that kind of stuff and he's going to have a chance to play early because other than canard and horton uh on the ends, there's no really developed, outstanding athlete or football player at end right now. I mean, nobody proven, and I don't think anybody can do what he can bring. I look for him to play often and early uh, because he came here to play. A lot of people say they come to a school to play, but this guy will play. He's going to be one of those monster guys. I mean, I hate to say it, but he, he he's so good he could be like a Jarrell Casey, a three-and-bye-bye guy because, you know, those bring other three-and-bye-bye guys. Look at all the three-and-bye-bye guys at SEL, but about two in the last 10 years in the NFL still. He's super. He's got range. He can run. He's got better than average backfield speed. I don't care if somebody said he ran a 4 6 one, I'd believe it. I mean, he can run, and he's got length and coverage. But he redirects, and he meet at the point of attack, now he'll take on the offensive lineman. I think there's really a lot of people always say you got to have more strength. He he needs strength more. I mean, he's decently strong. He's not real football strong, but he'll still make up for that when he plays. I mean, he'll get blown out a few times or trapped. That's just young guys. But, you know, he's got a great coach, position coach, and got great coaches on defense, if I ever find out all of them how they do. But I know Orgeron's there, and he'll do well, really well. And I gave him a very high grade, a 5.02. He's a 5-plus. And that's a guy that uh, can play a lot of games, a lot of big-time games, and be a big-time athlete. He'll leave his memory on SC so if he stays healthy. Like, again, bringing up the injury thing. He will be remembered as one of the great Trojans, I think, offensively someday.
1: Okay, next up, one of my favorite guys in this class got to – about the Downey High School a few times and see the linebacker Jabari, rough and real cool kid. What do you think of him as a player?
2: Well, the other thing, though, Ryan, I'm going to get mad at you for this. You got to hook up with me and go with me sometime. I will love I to go. I go from now on. We're going to start doing that because I love that. Oh, yeah, I went to
1: a lot more games this year, so yeah, I yeah, love to good.
2: Go. I I go to them all the time. I got my crew, 55 years. The guys that went to junior High in high school, but I love to dump them some night for Ryan and go to some of the games with him. <laughs> um, I'm a fun guy to sit with at a game. And, uh, I think I would learn a lot. Yeah. I'm, I would definitely I watch the game differently than I do. After I, I learned a lot from you after getting to know your wife. She's so beautiful. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so uh, I, I, I think that Ruffin is a multi-dimensional. I, I hate to use the word freak. He's a rare entity, you know, because it makes me think of a dog or something. People say he's a football freak or disguise that. No, he's a rare, rare young man he's a multi if there ever was a multi multi positional favorite person on both sides of the ball at 16 positions or 15 it'd be him he could put on weight and be an offensive tackle if you see him block as a tight end or enemy, he he's the best blocker you could ever watch in high school football from a skill position guy if you watch him close enough to see the blocks he throws he's active his hands he jumps he hurdles guys when he has the ball he works hard he comes on the field to play. He's clean living. He's long. He's rangy. He's uh, fast. In a suit, he's a Marcus Allen type. He carries a suit so well. He, he has a great stride. He's not lumbering. He's not lumbering. He just gets there. I've always maintained it's when you run fast, it's not whether you stand up or forward lean. Of course, forward lean usually makes you faster. You can tell when a guy also competes in track and field. But the number one thing, is how fast you get there, not how you look getting there. And number two thing is how to pull on the brakes and make cuts and follow people. So even in blocking, even if he doesn't catch the ball, he gets there to help the other receiver or the running back. When he's running with the ball, he knows after the catch, he's a great run after the catch guy. He turns 13-yarders into 23-yarders yards in a yarders consistent basis. He's a multi-dimensional super football player I, you know, it's a tough, it's a wonderful, tough problem to have. I know this has gone through the Trojan coaches' minds, especially uh, senior Kevin, who I know, his dad. uh, Is where do you play this guy? Well, they'll play him. Uh, You know, if they don't have production of middle backer, I don't care what his weight is, they could put him there early in the season. But at the same time, how many middle backers can play strong safety or free safety? He's so versatile. You don't want, I don't see him. You know, a lot of the recruiting services and things like that say, well, he'd be a great special teams thing. You don't take a. I don't think you want to take too many chances on a rough and being on special teams. Somebody cracking. I mean, uh, maybe other guys, yes, but you get that guy on the field. But he's going to be a great player. Outside linebacker, people think, but I hate to see a change of Bailey going anywhere or Pullard going anywhere unless Pullard just go inside. Then I could see Ruffin being on the field with those guys, uh, you know. Uh, but I, I I don't know. Uh, I think he's as good a football player as you possibly can recruit. Uh, All right. You know, I have him as a 506. Now, there's a 507, uh, there's another guy I forgot to put on the list that I'm going to get you right now, Starr. I was going to mention that. Scott Starr, you yeah, don't yeah, have him on the list yet. I, I had him at a 456. And yeah. he's a big-time player, and, and, and he is only thing i see hesitant is him he doesn't he's, he's sort of a get around the pile guy he's not a failure remember i this time two years ago i said that a lot of you can remember this wasn't very good and he's a and, he, and he's the type of guy that can get a coach fired And he got his coach fired he's not that kind of guy that gets around the piles. He plays hard he's physical perfect's not physical he's only physical when you're not looking and, that, and somebody in the NFL is going to get non-physical by his wife because they're going to draft him in the third or fourth round and they'll get fired for him. Uh, Stars different. Stars a big-time player. He's physical, but he's a sidewinder. He attacks people from the side, which is cool. Takes on a block, tries to get around. He's going to play middle backer. Uh, he's got to get a little more forceful inside. I've seen him take on a double team, but I also saw him in the All-Star game, and I also saw him on tapes jump on a guy when he's down on the ground just to be part of a tackle when the guy's already laying on the ground. That, you know we don't want him causing some penalties because he can play he can redirect he's got oh, he's got a burst great speed for the position eventually people talked about him being a strong outside backer right now it looks like to me that uh, he should be a weak outside backer even though they need people to compete with Dawson and inside linebacker but uh, if he masters that you don't see him step in to take the double teams too much of course on the high school level he gets by a lot of people's speed but he's tough he's physical He also makes plays, he intercepts balls, he creates fumbles, he gets the fumbles, and he's a very high-rated guy. Yeah, mid-fours, you know, four, four, five, six. Okay, four-plus guy. Yeah,
1: I was going to mention him. We didn't see him on the list, but there's only two guys left. Let's get to Kevon Seymour, Mayor High School out of Pasadena. I got to see him down at the RML American Bowl. What do you think of him?
2: Uh, Nobody knows more about him on this podcast than me. I've seen him play literally – 12 or 13 times in person sitting. I've seen him 15 times. No, well, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. But I've seen him because I know the historian out there for 39 years. He, he's a physical education teacher. So I go to a lot of mirror games and for 40 years, my brother owned a big business. His factory was out there. And my cousin and I, we've been to mirror games a couple and, uh, but I sat with the principal one night and this historian who has a library at Muir High School. Muir High School really fixed it, fix itself up. It's sort of a festive occasion going to a game out there. It's clean, it's very safe, they have great food, and the, the teachers are there, and the bands. And, but what they do, they don't have very many good linemen. And Seymour, I asked him, I heard he's a great kid and the principal said to me in all the years And I went here and a lady teacher of his was sitting there. 35 years, she never misses a game. She's married and her and her husband go to all the games and she told me he's the finest student I've ever had and the finest young man. 20 minutes later, I asked the historian, he said the same. Of all the great kids all the way going back, you know, SC's been getting your football players for 84 years now. 84 years. Football players have been going to USC. And, all of those people at a different time, not sitting yes, he's the finest person they've ever had to go through their program. Now his football abilities are rare. I rate him at a 5.08 and a 5.10 is perfect, a perfect football player in my eyes right now at his age. You know he they play, they go nine and four every year, and because they're a 4A instead of a 5A school, they have to, they do a smart thing. They play the tough inland Empire teams in the off season like Upland and Rancho Cucamonga. And I saw and they played him at quarterback half the time. And and then corner and safety. He's a five at every he he'd be a five at quarterback if he was at West Virginia. I mean, he can throw a decent ball run i've seen him take punts and kickoffs and so smoothly just go eighty eight yards you know weave to the right pick the hole weave to the left break it tackle and gone i mean it looks like he's a four two guy with the ball he's he's another marcus Allen with speed you know i mean he clocks mid four fours but he can really run in a suit he can jump great, vertical. And the biggest thing he has is wonderful football instincts on both sides of the ball. Naturally, he would be the consummate free safety. But since uh, it's so much harder to get corners, I look for him to play often as a freshman. Because he's got football instincts, and he can jump and out, he can cover, he can redirect, he can tackle. He's special, special, special player. And, and uh, he's one of the top two guys of this class. And then I look. I look for uh, him to be a great Trojan, all-American, an All American, an All American type guy. That's what he's an All American kid, All American player, and maybe someday an NFL guy if things go right. He goes to his classes. He's competent. He's early. He's polite. He's efficient. He's the boy next door. That's what he is. Uh,
1: can you maybe explain the Marcus Allen speed comment you
2: were talking about? Yeah, the Marcus Allen speed comment is Marcus Allen was never a sprinter in track. Yeah, excuse me for not bringing that up. And uh, Marcus Allen was uh, competed in other sports, baseball and so forth, in high school. And people at high school got to try to clock him. But you know, when he was coming up, the 40s were new. 60-yard dashes were the thing. And I, I believe in 60s and not 40s, because by the time you take a pitch out, you've already run 20 yards. And especially these wide-open offenses. But he just put a suit on. And his, I went to a high school game when he was a junior. And, and a coach was scouting him from morse high morse in san diego and i was sitting with a guy he's a friend of mine and another guy named bill johnson who's another friend of mine still coaching high school football he said the guy is amazing look at him he's a fullback and linebacker that's what he was in high school and quarterback like his older brother and he runs faster than our sprinters and our sprinters we have three guys in here that run nine seven. well nine sevens like a four, four, eight. Nine seven's like a ten six hundred meters and nobody runs a 10, 600 meters. At the very worst, even with the flu, you run 4, 4, eight, four, four six. Alan would put a suit on and sometimes beat guys. They told me stories who'd be working out for track coming off their spring football workout. Well, that's what Seymour has, that kind of speed. But, but Seymour's clocked in the high 10s in the 100 meters. I mean, if he concentrated in track, he'd be a 10, 4, 10, 5, four, three, eight guy. But Seymour is very, very special so in the Marcus Allen thing that's what I mean he okay. can carry a suit it's a rare thing you know people use the term which is a cartoon football speed no such thing some of these writers these and <laughs> pundits say well he he's got deceptive long speed no you either have speed it's like a little bit pregnant it's like a the checks in the mail type crap you know I mean you either have speed or you don't have it and the longer you run the further the speed dictates and Seymour can go 90 as fast as he can go through
1: ah okay uh well, we got one guy left in this class the highest rated player from Landon Julius for USC class of 2012, CIF champion, Santa Margarita High School, Max Turek. He's offensive. the highest
2: rated player I've ever rated in my life. I rated when I recruited Rulon Jones at 4.4, and he played in the NFL as a defensive end for 12 years. Cleveland Green played in the NFL as an offensive tackle, and he ran four-six, four-seven. 4.7. I thought he was the greatest player. You know, um Green's the guy who ended Mark Gassin it was like national TV for you older people to remember when Gasson was showing off to the world. I helped create that honorary guy, and he's a wonderful guy. But anyway, he was fast in the football suit. But Max Turek is my consummate offensive lineman out of high school. You know, I loved Kill Will, and I really loved Graf, and all the guys, and I remember all the great Trojans of the 70s and the 80s, all the guys that have played in the NFL. You know, right now there's 50 Plus, active SC football players in the NFL over a whole team. So USC should take him. Because USC guys should graduate and just be the NFL team here. But anyway, Turek is unbelievable. What he does on the football field is incomprehensible to Morse linemen, Incomprehensible to fullbacks if they're lazy. Incomprehensible to most coaches. You get behind the guy when he catches a ball and you look at him, he looks like he's in the high hurdles. He runs like a track guy in a football suit. He's a lineman. He's a tackle. He's a guard. He's a center, whatever they put him at. He's in anything. I mean, he gets out. There's no such thing as levels with him. He levels everything in front of him, moving. He can pull. He can adjust. He can block down. He can kick out, meaning, you know, when you have to open a hole and a guy's going to make a cut inside. He can redirect. I've seen him fall on his butt four or five times and get up in a drop and go block two guys. Amazing for a guy around 285 to 295 pounds that can do that. He's, he's life or lit or like T-H-E, however the word's pronounced. He's long. He can get short and block people underneath him. Short uh, I mean, uh, I mean, he, he can take take the insides out of a say a a six two two ninety low base defensive lineman. He can run. He can turn up. He can pull. He competes. I mean, you know, he's got a football mean in him. And I think people might misunderstand. It's not. It's not like a. Not like Nelson the basketball I mean. oh I hate to bring that up, but he's not that kind of mean. He's a good mean. He just plays hard. He creates holes. He blocks. He's the guy that every tailback wants to buy a malt or a milkshake for after practice. He makes running backs. As a pass protector, he's your left tackle. I'd be disappointed if he isn't the left tackle at SC for at least the two 13, 14, and 15 seasons. And even possibly this year. I know they're going to try a lot of people there. And he's smart. He's got great football instincts. And that's a rare thing to have a guy be a freshman at SC and play left tackle out of high school. But if ever a guy could. Of course, a strength thing, like all young guys and coaches would know naturally more than I do on this, But if he has, he almost is like a Tyrone Smith type guy. He's got natural strength. Don't make him too heavy. And look, you know, we were always worried, myself and a couple good Trojan friends, that maybe they'd put too much weight on Tyrone Smith. I mean, look what he did right in his fourth year out of high school as a rookie. Turek's that kind of guy. I mean, I think that much of him. I mean, he's the consummate offensive lineman. He could play any of the five positions, but most people who are all Americans can't play left tackle on the offensive line. He can play anywhere. Early and often, I see him the one guy who, if there's an emergency, could play uh, even over right now over Banner and Simmons early. But boy, I tell you, to keep him around at SC is going to be an honor for SC football fans to watch him for years. It's going to be a treat. He's super. Wow,
1: Lanny. Where would the hour go? We went an hour. Was small, I'm glad it was a small recruiting class. Otherwise, I don't know if we would have got through everybody.
2: I hope you would have stayed; it'd been more fun.
1: It would de- no, it's definitely cool. We're not, you know, we're not on a timeline for so anything, but it's usually a good idea. Uh, but here, go ahead, Lanny. What? Yeah, I'm
2: going to explain it. Anytime you want to check in with me um, to see all my thoughts on USC and more, go to Lanny L A N N I E Julius J U L I A S dot com or follow me on Twitter at Lanny L A N N I E Julius J U L I A S, and that's how you spell it. I hope to hear from you. I'm gonna keep doing this as long as I live. I love it. Love talking to all you wonderful Trojan people.
1: Well, thanks uh, very much for joining us, Lanny. We really appreciate it, and everyone. Yeah, no, no, Lanny's on the internet now. You can go check him out. I know I get a lot of tweets about what does Lanny think about this or emails about that. So now you can you can tweet Lanny directly. You can follow me at Inside Troy. I will post this. Uh, as soon as it goes up, I'll post it on Twitter, and you can follow. I'll put Lanny's Twitter uh, handle on there as well, and I'll put a link to his website so you guys can all check it out. But really appreciate Lanny coming in and, coming in and sharing all his insights. And if you want to look about what he said previous recruiting classes, he's been our podcast for the last several years. Just go to the archive page, past episodes, and you can see. Just search for Lanny Julius, you can see all of his shows there. But thanks everyone for tuning into this very special edition of the Peristyle Podcast, our Trojan Blast with Lanny Julius. We'll talk to you again on Monday with our regular Parastyle podcast. Stay tuned for that.
0: You've been listening to the Peristyle podcast presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. And don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your iPod or MP3 player for free. Just click the iTunes link on ParastylePodcast.com or search for Parastyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.